The current spoiler level warning is, green. Friends and folks, for this episode, we're looking at a spoiler warning level of green. We are talking about new mobile report Gundam Wing. Uh, we're talking about a mobile suit from fairly late into the show. And we have a little bit of talk near the end about uh, Frozen Teardrop, uh, kind of loose without much context. Other than that, you are good to go. Please enjoy the episode. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanist NG, your home for robot design discovery. We're here on a journey together. I'm Six Detmar, and I like robots. Mobile suit discovery, if you will. I'm Dylan. Hello. Isn't that the one where they're like, oh, but there's a secret branch of the Federation that's fashion? <laughs> no, 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 no. Mobile suit discovery is uh the... So, when they started doing an MSV line for the Origin, even though it is still MSV ostensibly, and even though it's like similar designs, um, the quote-unquote Origin redesigns of these MSV units are from MSD, which is Mobile Suit Discovery. Um, it's silly. Um, anyway, but yeah. It was, it was great because when MSD was announced, it was like, oh, are they going to try to like, you know, make these lines make a little bit more sense? Because obviously over the past, you know however many years of Gundam, uh, the lines, the, the design lines have gotten a little bit muddy, because of course everyone, when they make their own work, wants to make their own designs, and the MSV, etc, etc, but then they didn't, <laughs> they just, they started putting everything in there, so it's like, basically the same thing, but with redesigns, though the models are nice, uh, the uh, Origin MSD models are quite good, so, you know, hmm. yeah, they have a, while, while high grades, they have a decent style to them, they tend to have a lot of, um, while, while they are stickers, they tend to have, they're, like, kind of decal-heavy, um, mm -hmm. in having, like, you know, lots of, like, lines and stuff on them, uh, which, which I think are pretty good-looking on the whole, but, yeah. Anyways, sorry, sorry for that little, uh, aside, mm. but... I was just making a Star Trek Discovery joke, but, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, see, I, I, I know nothing about Discovery, actually, other than, like, the little bits I can catch from, like, Jackson and M on various podcasts, so... <laughs> What if the Federation had secret police? I wasn't that. Hold on, doesn't Section Thirty? <laughs> yep. Wait. Yep. Okay. All right. It's anyway. About that. Yes. Anyway. Gundam. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's roll one to two early. You see three late. You see four very late. You see five future century six after colony. Ba 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 ba. Boom. Can I re-roll? What What was it? What is it? This future century. I don't want to talk about future century. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's let's veto that role. Let's do it again. If we get future century, if we get future century again. We have to. But yeah, yeah. Okay, after colony. All right, <laughs> could talk about after colony. I, I'm willing to do that. Okay. See, we. It's not that we don't cheat here. It's that we let you know when we're cheating. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Future centuries on here because you know we can't just not have a timeline. But God, why would we talk about that? Look, all right. Look, 
I, honestly, after we covered Master, there's, like, only two things I want to have on Future Century. Like, I know that we, like, try to populate it with as much as we can, but my brain is just, like, if, if it's not, like, the God, Shining, or Nobel at this point, because we've already covered the Master, it'll be, like, maybe a 15-minute episode for, like, the Shuffle Alliance Gundams, and then, like, a five-minute episode for everything else. And I know that my, that my time span in my head is greatly, you know sometimes greatly underestimates how long I can talk about a robot. I don't got nothing on future century yeah. machines though. Yeah, they're just not they're just not much for us to work with, but since we're going to be talking about the Epion, that's less of a problem. Yo, okay. This will be cool. Um plus the Epion gives me another unit I can segue into as well. So, that'll be fun. So this is the OZ13MS Gundam Epion. Okay, so the Epion. Uh, this is a Gundam that was created by Trey's Kushinada. Um, hence why it has a very basic armament of only a goddamn sword and a whip. Um, a, but a really big sword. Um, mm-hmm. And that's all it really has, uh, is the sword and the whip. Uh, and I guess like a tiny shield that the whip is on. Uh, and some like some like forearm claws that it can technically use. I, I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess. <laughs> no, I I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just trying to be complete here. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh. So the Epion is a very neat design. Uh, I think personally, because see, now I know some people will go, well, you know, we already had like weird Gundam designs like this, like with wings and stuff like that in G Gundam. The difference is, I, I like the Epion, so, you know. Um, no, I, I like the design of this as a rifle Gundam just because it is such a, obviously, like, we're trying to make the bad Gundam that I kind of mm-hmm. love it for that. Like, you know, in ter- I, I say the bad Gundam, you know, with air quotes. Uh, but, you know. Uh, like, it, it's just, it's funny. It's got wings, it's got, you know, this stark red color uh a very dark blue it looks almost black but it is a dark blue um you know and then it's it's got like these fierce looking weapons it's just something that looks you know kind of generically evil in a way i love it Mm -hmm. for that it's it it also i mean like it's, it's funny that we we uh technically rolled future century because it looks very master gundam i get i can see it I can see what why people compare it to that, like with the wing, uh, stuff going on, and but I like this more. <laughs> oh sure, sure, I do too. But you know, it's you know with with uh, wings legacy as being some of the designs are carried over from G. It would not be that hard to imagine that this was also a modified G design. Yeah. Um. Well, okay. It's interesting because I the designs aren't necessarily carried over from G. So. I actually had this discussion in the Abnormal Mapping channel a little bit ago, but a lot of the designs in Wing, they weren't necessarily leftover G designs. They were, they were actually, uh, they were designed with the country motif in mind, like what G has, but Mm -hmm. the designs themselves, from what I can tell, are entirely unique. Uh, We do have a lot of drafts, and it's from one of the Okawara books that sadly as far as I've been able to find online, is not scanned anywhere, so you can only find bits and pieces of it. But we actually have, like, the drafts of the wingsuits, 
and given the way the drafts are designed, and given that they were already for countries that were in G, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were still designed for wing. I think that just because they didn't know what they were getting into, they had the mindset of, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to design like we're designing for G. I, I don't know for sure. I just wanted to point that out just because I know I've heard people mention the, oh, the leftover G design thing. But mm. from what I can just tell from looking at these drafts, it looks like they were specifically made for the show. Um, they are very weird, uh, especially the early, the earliest versions of all the suits, like where the heavy arms is in fact just a, like a clown, uh, which is really funny, you know, considering the pilot. <laughs> um, it was only like that for one draft, and then it almost looks like the final Epion by the second one. It's just got the uh, the big mini gun is like an over the shoulder gun rather than a uh, handheld one. But uh, it, it's interesting though. There's there is some ties to these things. It's just... Yeah, it, it, it's very weird. Um, but the Epion itself, yeah, I can see why people do the comparison, though. It is pretty ridiculous. It has a mobile armor mode where it looks like a weird twin-headed dragon. Uh, I love it, though. I, I actually like the Epion a lot. Um, it's not one of my favorite Gundams in the show, even. It's just up there, though. You know, it's... It's one of the few Gundams to beat out past a decent number of the grunts in Wing for me, um, which is kind of hard to do. I The thing is, I don't think any, even something like the Shenlong, I don't even think that's bad, even though I know that that's like, the Shenlong and the Tulgis 2 are the most popularly, at least in AM, uh, disliked units. Um, right. And I, I can agree with that. I just mean, even at my core, I don't hate them. Like, they're not my thing, but I think that Wing is actually pretty solid all the way through on designs. But yeah, even those even those designs like the the Shenlong, I have a lot of problems with it, but I think the Trident looks cool, and I like the little like buckler shields, and their design choices I think are cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So with the Epion, um, it 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 does it, it has the the thing that always makes me think most of G Gundam actually with Wing designs, I will say. Is very specifically on the wing, wing zero, uh, Epion, like just that giant chest camera. I don't know why. I, well, I do know why because you know the shining has a little chest jewel like that. Um, and then the god Gundam's chest when it opens up has like the little, you know. But, uh, yeah, there. I I think it's neat though. Um, the Epion, uh, also like I'm trying to think of what else to mention about it, like, just from, like, you know, Raw, what it has going on with it. Um, there, there is a weird, okay, so I said it doesn't have ranged weapons, there is a weird continuity thing, because apparently, uh, in one episode it seems to fire Vulcans, because it's the only thing that makes sense for this bit of animation, but it's never actually mm -hmm. listed with them, and obviously, like, they're not visible on the design, and, you know, they, they usually aren't listed on anything. It's a stupid animation error. There's no need to make a controversy about it. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I I don't feel like I want to make it a controversy. I subscribe to the theory that uh, once once uh, Zex was like, okay, now I'm leader of the White Fang, I need to have some kind of ranged option, and he had those installed. Fair enough. Because they're just they're just Vulcan. They're they are just Vulcan, so it, that's the reason why I also just don't care. <laughs> like, and also like, listen, I appreciate uh, Trey's having a hard on for like 
ridiculously impractical design <laughs> but once this is like your main war machine um, you have to have a moment where you're like so if an enemy's like 20 feet away i can't do anything huh the um and the wiki does mention apparently in perfect file they actually do show a thing with vulcans on there i i am curious mm. to find it because i've not actually ever seen art of it with the vulcans and like i said when you see it like in the show uh on the model etc there's just they, they don't exist um Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but yeah uh now my problem with the epion is something that will also come up with a lot of wingsuits but i like the epion and it's yet another one where i like the quote-unquote ew version more even though the ew version's mostly minor cosmetic changes and just better proportioning in my opinion um mm -hmm. but so like the base design it's fine it's cool you know this is like the rival gundam it's very pointy uh it's got the heat rod it's got a big sword it can turn into a weird two-headed dragon thing that looks kind of silly uh you know it, it, it does all that and then it has a zero system important thing to mention we've talked about the zero system it has the zero system mm -hmm. uh yeah it has a slightly different like um the way it's portrayed in the show is it has a slightly different um version of it where the you know the zero the regular zero system is just sort of like trying to tell you like the consequences of action actions um you know extrapolate out from what your your thought process whereas the epion system also is trying to uh get you to think about like endpoints right about mm -hmm. like okay if this is what you're going for what is that going to achieve uh as as uh hero says many times when he first gets the epion who is my enemy yeah um the thing with the epion also uh just a minor thing i want to know I, I think it gets a sick helmet. <laughs> um, and, and, like, because, like, you know, the the Wing Zero does have its own, like, weird pilot suit and everything. But mm -hmm. the the one used on the Epion, I like it. I like the, I like the weird, like, faceless helmet that they wear. Uh, yeah, just, I think it looks great. It's just, it's just cool looking. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, like, the... Um, the thing with the Epion, though, um, so besides like the weapons, besides you know zero system, um, it's it otherwise is very straightforward because of this weapon set, right? You see the Epion, you know what mm -hmm. it's gonna do. It's gonna get up close and it's gonna cut you in half. Uh, whether that is by a superheated whip on the arm or by a giant ass sword, who can say? But you know it's gonna be one of the two. Mm -hmm. um, a sword so big that it has to like it is. I, the only beam, beam saber I know of in Gundam, I'm sure you can come up with more examples, but it has to be plugged in. Yeah, it, it is plugged in. It's got this really... I actually like that part of the design, too, how it has, like, the really cool wire going into mm -hmm. into the side skirt and everything. Um, it just... It looks cool. It, it looks cool at having, like, a little wire plugged in. Um, it is a big sword. It is a very big sword. Um... You know, some scenes it'll look like a normal beam saber when it's being swung, but then you see the scenes where he's like, you know, you, you cut into an entire base using it, and, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, this thing is actually a gigantic beam saber. Um, or, like, there's a frame where I think when it, when it one of the times it first uses it, it, like, lifts it over its head, mm -hmm. and it's a shot where you're like, oh, that sword's bigger than it is. Yep. Um, and so the Epion, though, also has much like every other wing design an ew version and as i mentioned it's mostly cosmetic it doesn't change a lot a lot 
but I like the proportions on it. Namely, because mm -hmm. the thing about the Epion is already that the wings are kind of a big, you know, draw on the eye. It makes the wings bigger, and I think that is good. Uh, it makes them more complex, too. Like, the wings on the normal one don't really have a lot going on with them. Like, they're, you know, they're, like, little segmented wings. They don't really have, like, a lot of visible, like, well, any real visible details on them. It's just, you know, they're, like, weird little binders. That's about it. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas the uh, Epion uh, EW version, as it's called, even though it doesn't appear in Endless Waltz, this is the most annoying thing with what they've rebranded this line as. It still frustrates me to this we day. We could kind of just call it a Verka, couldn't we? We could, but that gets confusing because when you're looking it up, if you look at Verka, it, it's just... Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. It's just DW version. It's just what Banrise has decided. But um, I like the uh, adjusted wings because it adds like all these little vents. It adds like just all these little details that make them feel more mechanical um in a way i think is cool though because they still look like weird you know like devil wings on the back of a gundam um but yeah six i should i i just sent six an unfair comparison uh of the two because mm -hmm. the thing is there's not really there's like one formal line art of the ew version um but it's not colored uh a, a easy way to get a sense of the proportions is through the models even if it's unfair because you have to look at the old Epion model because there's no modern version of the TV version. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you can still tell, like, what the idea is with the proportions and such. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I honestly, like, for a while, I was not an Epion fan. I, I like, when I, when I first watched Gundam, I watched Gundam Wing first, and so I was an Epion fan because I was a fan of every robot because, holy shit, these robots are cool. <laughs> um, and then I watched more Gundam, and I was like, I don't think the Epion looks that cool. And then I saw the 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 master grade version of it, which is based on the, the EW version. And I'm like, okay, okay. This is a version of it that I can really get. It, it's really cool. Um, it's, I, I just like how it looks a lot. It, 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 it mostly changes like minor details, like things like the chest canopy normally around that little green camera on the chest. It's all white. I actually really like that. It just is like this little overhanging, um, this little overhanging white piece on the, uh, EW version, um, mm -hmm. and then uh, again, it's mostly minor stuff, just adding detail, and that's that's actually what I really like about it is just the added detail, things like you know extra vents in the shoulders or like um, just little, like I said, little tiny extra things all over it because it's not like a significant redesign in comparison to like a lot of the others. It's mostly some details, couple of minor like color app things and then uh the proportions but the total effect is just really striking uh-huh it's very good um uh one thing i want to shout out uh this is this is not unique but i think this is the first one that we've seen that does this mm -hmm. folks if you're making a gundam feel free to ask yourself does that head crest need to be gold because the epions is a like a maroon a dark red and it looks so much better for it yeah I mean, hell, we know it doesn't have to be gold. The RX-78 twos isn't gold unless you're looking at some of the weird ads by Clover back in the day. Sure, um, sure, that's actually always fair. been a funny thing to me, right? That, like, Gundam is so attached to yellow V-fins and it seems kind of doofy and cartoony when the original RX-78 didn't do that. That was until, like, the Mark II. Now, of course, a lot of Clover's ads and such and, like, artwork for those ads 
they would make the Gundams beef in yellow. I don't know. Pro probably because knowing Clover, they were like, oh, we have to sell this toy, you know, to kids still. So uh, they would just kind of have their own people do their own thing. Uh, Clo Clover is always really interesting. Um, I am glad that, that in a way, uh, I know that they weren't doing good in general in the 80s, but I still like to think of it as Tamino ultimately killing Clover um, between two shows. Uh, because we know the Gundam stuff for Clover didn't do well. It's one of the reasons they pulled out of sponsoring it. Um, and it's because they did dumb toys. They, they did toys that didn't, like, really, people didn't want. That's when Bandai came around and was like, hey, we'll do models of this. And then people love the models. But the Clover toys are very, you know, Chogokin style. Like, these, you know, look, it's a Gundam with a rocket punch. And, uh, you know, we added all these extra colors to it because it's the Defender of Space and all that. And it's, like, very, you know, um... But the reason I say Tomino killing Clover is because uh, one of the last Clover toys was, I believe, one of their final ones that did really bad was the Billbine in Dunbine, which was a thing that they made them add to Dunbine because, oh, none of these buggy robots are selling. Make, you know, this isn't like paraphrase. This this is me paraphrasing like the idea, but we know that there was pressure to make the Billbine based on toy reasons it's why the billbine is like this weird red white yellow etc like your tricolor mm -hmm. thing uh when everything else is very simple and monocolor but we, i know that the billbine also did not do well <laughs> and that's really funny to me because i want to think that it's just like this company that is like we make robot toys and they've always worked for the supers and suddenly every time they work with the Tamino show it's like we're losing money and then they were like i think their company died like in 84 85 something like that um, but yeah, uh, anyway, my, minor little aside there, but yeah, you're right about the V-fin though. V-fins don't have to be yellow. They can just be, just make them complement the colors on the suit. That's all you need them to do. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes a yellow one is fine, but yeah. Um, the, the Epion, uh, EW also does have something I didn't know about until just now, because it's, I'm assuming it's, you know, near the end of Glory of the Losers. Apparently they gave it upgrade parts, and it is ridiculous. Yeah, these, yeah. These, uh, Sturm und Drang. I don't know how to speak German. I am sorry for butchering that. Um, hey, you're pretty close. Uh, it looks like all the, the, the those parts are are uh, little extra wings, basically. Uh, so they're they're extra wings that act like uh, the planet defensors from the Mercurius, and also can float around the beam sword to magnify the blade. Yeah, it looks like they're attached to the arms. From what I yeah, they're attached to the underarms on the art. Also, I do love that the way it, it, that it can store the shield on the tail, so it looks like it has a tail. Um, with the uh, you know, heat rod sticking off of it, that that kind of rules actually. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good. But yeah, uh, okay, so yeah, it's one thing that it has weird planet defensors. It's another thing that they slam around the sword and make this giant, like, just huge, huge, huge beam saber out of it. It's kind of amazing. I didn't know about this until just now. Um, I've, I've been trying to keep up uh, with, like, yeah. Glory of the Loser stuff whenever I can see it. I never saw this, though. This is ridiculous. I love it. Yeah, I it's funny because we talked we've already talked about the uh the the Gundam wing 
zero. I don't, I don't know why I stopped at wing there. Um, and the Dreisverg that they used for that in uh, Glory of Losers. Mm-hmm. And we were not fans of that, of adding, you know, a billion extra barrels to the to <laughs> It was the very rifle. silly, yeah. This is kind of cool, but though. This, yeah, this solves a problem. If you're like, okay, I've got a melee suit, but the enemy is far away. I just need a bigger sword. <laughs> Look, tra- you cannot buckle Trace's ideals. This is still honorable, clearly. I love it. It's great. Um, it's so stupid. It's very in a, dumb. In a perfect way. It's very dumb. It's like, why Why not just make it a beam rifle at that point? Because giant beam sword's cooler. That's fine. Um, You know, we, 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 we joke about the... um. We joke about things like, uh, with, like, you know, real robot, super robot, G Gundam being the more super robot-y one, etc. But, I mean, Wing can sometimes be ridiculous, and I th- I think this fits still. It's silly, but I think it fits with Wing. Mm-hmm. I also really like a detail I just noticed, which is that the the two pieces of the Dreisverg also have their own power cables. Yep. So it's just a mess of cables. <laughs> it's it's like my desk whenever it tries to use the, <laughs> the big sword version. Yep. God. Um, so the other one, the, the other unit I can segue into, because I think we've covered a lot of the Epion now, uh, in terms of its design mm-hmm. and everything. Um, only little things I can make note of. I like the weird shape of the legs, because it's very obvious that they're for the transformation. I also like the transformation on it, if only because it finds a way to do something with the legs on the Gundam that is a little bit more interesting. It still looks silly. But this is a big thing with transformable gun, uh, like mobile suits. Uh, and my partner Jojo, I might have to have uh, explain a uh, certain thing she sometimes talks about, which is the quote-unquote burn rating that we assign to uh, mobile armors for fun when we're talking about robots. But um, mm. basically, uh, we, we 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 you know we like to make fun of like some of the sillier mobile armor transformations because some of them are just literally like it folds in half, the legs go over the head, and this is another example of that. But at the very least, because of the legs design, it's really kind of like striking it having like the weird feet camera things going on. Uh, yeah, I think the the look it's going for, and it doesn't get all the way there, but you can, if you know that's what it's going for, you can kind of see it, at least in the Endless Waltz version, is that it looks like a sort of like a two-headed dragon. Yeah, it looks like a two-headed dragon, is, or I, I guess you would say wyvern, because it doesn't, it only has one pair of arms, so... Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. I don't. I don't know why I'm on that. Probably vagrant story putting it in my head. Anyway, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's cool though. Uh, so a related unit I wanted to talk about though with this is not necessarily like directly related to the Epion. Um, mm-hmm. you you also have another Gundam that it was made in G Generation. Uh, as sort of a counterpart, um, it is considered the Epion's, like, like, the, the wiki uses the sister machine, I guess that's the best way to describe it. Um, but, uh, the, the Gundam Aquarius is what it's called. Um, mm, the Oz-14MS yes. Gundam Aquarius. This is a very fun machine, because this one actually kind of exemplifies trays even more in a way. Um... Uh, because what the Aquarius is built around is destroying mobile dolls. So the Aquarius, uh, just from a design standpoint, I really like. It's by Junya Ishigaki. Again, someone who does a lot of designs I think are really cool. Uh, he did a lot of designs in G-Generation, like originals. And 
I like this thing. It's ridiculous. I love the weird shoulder fins coming off of it. Um, so, uh, it's got a really weird, almost organic-y kind of look, which is something that I think Ishigaki personally excels at, is doing these, like, weird, organic, like, rounded designs. Um, and the thing with the Aquarius that it has is, it, now, okay, this depends on the game. Early on, it actually used to only, uh, have one, uh, weapon, well, two, uh, it has the same kind of heat rod kind of idea, but they're embedded in the forearms, and they can shoot them out, which I think is cool. Um, kind of goof style. Um, hmm. And it has one on each arm. And then some later things let it carry around like a Dober gun or like uh, the rifle from the uh, Leo and such. But uh, the other thing it can do, though, is release a virus that f- screws up mobile dolls. Um... They, uh, the mobile dolls, basically, it just disables their, uh, ability to identify, like, friend or foe, and because their IFF gets, like, disabled, they just don't work anymore. So the idea was you would, you would pair this in tandem with, like, the Epion, and just, you know, wipe out a field of mobile dolls, that way the only people left on the battlefield are real soldiers. Silly machine, I love it, though. It's just the cool-looking, it just looks cool as hell. Yeah, and I I really like that. Like, it's cool as another extension, as you say, of of Trey's will, right? Yep. Because like the Epion is very much the representation of what a douchey is. Look, honorable um, duel, you know, in our giant robots. We still need to be in giant robots, but we must face each other one on one. God. Uh, he he had the one time where he did honorably duel someone who was already in a robot, but that only worked because Wu Fei's an idiot. So yeah. Uh, he was Don't like, worry. Other people aren't going to go for this. Yeah. His best friend, Wu Fei, that we didn't ever, you know, know until he mentions that near the end. <laughs> his his incredibly close friend throughout the entire series, Wu Fei. You know, besties. Mm-hmm. Tra- mm-hmm. Trace Kushinada and Wu Fei forever. Um, God. Um, but yeah, this yeah this thing being just an anti-mobile doll system, I think also works. And you know, um, it's 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 just a very it's it's a very silly machine, and I like it a lot though. It's a very G Gen you know original type machine. Uh, like uh, we mm-hmm. want to make an original for you know because that's the thing with G Gen right, uh, especially earlier on. Now later games we don't get as many originals, and if we do. They try to be divorced from, like, any specific universe, and that kind of makes me sad a lot of the time. Um, because instead, it's just like, oh, you know, this is just something that uses technology from multiple universes and just kind of gets introduced here, and it doesn't, you know, belong anywhere, really. Um, mm-hmm. I I like the idea of something that is just like, you know, they're coming up with ridicul- their own ridiculous MSV for a series in, this, in a video game, and I think that's really fun. That's why I like the Aquarius a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the Aquarius, though, again, very simple machine, much like the Epion, not, like, much going on. It looks cool, though, and it has whip arms, and it makes mobile dolls break. All you need. At least, especially by the end of Wing, all you need. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Well, did you know... Dylan. Uh, I think I know what you're going to bring up already. Is this relating to a specific uh, special that you did? Yes, yes okay, it is. Okay, yep, I already know what this uh, is. That 
that Trey's actually did manage to get the Epion into the hands of his best friend. Uh, <sighs> the <laughs> the Epion buy <laughs> is from uh, Frozen Teardrop. It is <laughs> it's Wufei's Epion. <laughs> it's a white and blue Epion with a trident. <laughs> yep. It's just you an don't Epion. Sound very happy. It's just the white and blue Epion with a trident. That's all it has going on. It doesn't have any. Well, we don't know that for sure because nobody read Frozen Teardrop. Maybe if we all read Frozen no. Teardrop, we would find out it has other stuff. There's a reason that Zionic stopped translating the dang thing. <laughs> like I know it sucks, but that doesn't mean there isn't other stuff in there. Uh, uh, I, not to mention, I'd rather I'd rather just get a picture of it doing things rather than having to read a book of how it do things. Um, especially if it's a well, bad. Here book. is. Well, here is some official art. From the picture drama mm. of the Epion Buy, tell me if you think this doesn't look cool, because I think it does look cool. Let's see. Uh, what do they do with the chin on it, though? I like yeah. I like most everything, and then for some reason it's got this weird strap strap like looking chin, like it looks like it's wearing like I not to be too crude, it looks like it's wearing like a ball gag or something. I hate it actually. The more I stare at it. The angrier I get. Everything else fine. The recolor is fine. What is going on with that face though? Why why why? Wufei, why did you do that? I mean, Gundam chins always look dumb. Hot take from me. Mm. Gundam chins always look dumb. I don't I, looking at it, I'm wondering I don't even think it's necessarily a redesign. I other than it looks like they shortened the chin and like made it a little more flat. And then they colored the part that would normally also be red white though and doing that just gives it this effect that i do not like at all um the color scheme is otherwise okay it's okay we'll get you one more picture we'll see if this changes oh. maybe it's just maybe it's just bad perspective um here's here's a second pick this is a side profile yeah it's it's okay it's solidly okay it's just okay i Fair i think the, i think the original color scheme is cooler I'm sorry. <laughs> sure, that's just not very... It's not very Wufei. I mean, yeah. Though, is this very Wufei either? I mean, this is just like... I don't know, Wufei... I associate green with Wufei, probably just because of the Ultron and stuff. Like, I, Well, uh, yeah, and the Shenlong, and yeah, I mean, that's that's fair, but this is grown-up Wufei. He's an adult now, he's calmed down. Has he? Sure. He's piloting he's, an Epion somewhere, probably Mars from what I know of that story. But he's like a doctor now. Uh, of course he is. Of course he is. Everyone is. Everyone's a doctor. <laughs> it's true. Troa is a doctor. <laughs> yeah. What is it? He's a doctor. He's got a PhD in clown. <laughs> uh, Frozen Teardrop is in fact written by like... I believe it's Sumizawa still. And... Mm -hmm. This is like... It's one of the big proofs of like something that... Uh, I, I have to wonder, because if he's, like, the scriptwriter, and he's the one who kind of, like, definitely worked more on the end of the series as well as the beginning, um, it's one of those things mm -hmm. that Austin mentioned on AM where it's, like, you know, people are like, oh, do you think Wing would have been better had, had the production not been a fire behind the scenes? And the problem is, I don't know if it would have been better. Um, which I can't remember. I, for some reason, my brain's thinking it was either Austin or M mentioned this specifically, but uh, basically, like, the idea of, like, 
a show that is halfway through is going to sound good no matter what is going on in it because you think that there's still a latter half of a show anyway so even when it's a complete mess it can seem really exciting um whether they actually can resolve all that or not even if the production wasn't like a trash fire i don't know if they would have and whenever i see anything about frozen teardrop and i go this was the guy who was like doing a lot of like the primary writing for wing my brain goes ah maybe maybe it doesn't matter uh, that well, it got, but I you mean, know, fired. So people can people can feel differently about this particular issue. But like, if you take for example, like Hideo Kojima, I think some of like I think Metal Gear Solid One and Two have you know kind of messy but good writing generally, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think by Metal Gear Solid Five, it's a train wreck. And part of the problem there is you get to a point where you don't have other people collaborating with you and telling you no sometimes. I don't think there's anyone around to tell Sumisawa no on Frozen Teardrop. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, I. I just. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about Frozen Teardrop now, and I can't do this. This is this is a mechanical <laughs> podcast. You've already done a podcast about Frozen Teardrop, but I just. Uh, uh, Anyway, okay, that's that's the that's the that's Dylan's official uh, uh, per- position on Frozen Teardrop is oh, it's so, just market. God, it's just not it's just not my thing. Maybe I should create a separate entry for this uh, this spreadsheet called Mars Century. No, <laughs> no, the, there were no the more no two more war, wars on Earth. But what about Mars? anyway like the thing is it's funny because i i like glory of the losers which adds some stuff from frozen teardrops but overall i think it's an all right like manga um and i like a lot of designs in it but uh Mm -hmm. frozen teardrop can't grab me on anything i don't even like the designs. every time i see a design from it i'm like this is kind of whatever um, you know, when we do get to see them, because one of the problems with Frozen Teardrop is we still don't know what, like, one of the primary Gundams looks like. We we know a couple of them now, um, but, like, a lot of designs weren't even revealed during the thing. It's, it's bad. It's just, everything about it is a mess, actually. <laughs> um, and, yeah. We actually only just found out what the Snow White even looks like recently, and that's literally the main Gundam in that. And we only found mm-hmm. that out recently, because... It wasn't when it was actually, like, serialized that we ever found out what it looked like. We found out what it looked like, like, last year or two years ago, I think, when it was added to a to a game. Uh, and it has, like, the uh, one toy plan. That was actually uh, maybe even last year. Feels like forever ago, but it's 2020, so time's hard. Um, but, yeah. <sighs> Just frozen teardrop. Ugh. All right. Well, I broke Dylan, so I guess we're done here. <laughs> Not broken. I'm just angry and sad. That's fine. I mean, do you want me to talk more? I could talk. But did you I... know that Wufei is the only one of the Gundam pilots not to succumb to the Zero system? Okay, let's go. Let's just let's wrap it up. <laughs> I knew I could do it. I knew I had that power. <laughs> Dylan, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at LowPolyRobot on Twitter.com. Uh, I have been live tweeting the Dunbine game. Uh, for the PS1. Very pretty game, in my opinion, just because I, I mean, my name is Low Poly Robot. I like Low Poly Robots. Um, 
PS1 era robots. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's a cool thing. If you want to see buggy looking robots, uh, uh, posting about them right now, posting mostly gifs and stuff. Um, yeah. All right, sounds great. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at SixDetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, you can hit me up there if you want to talk about how in Super Robot War Z2, uh, Wufei is a big supporter of Zero from Code Geass. Uh, but if you don't want to do that, you can just go to ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia for all my podcasts and articles and such. Wait. Yeah. Wufei would be a Zero supporter. <laughs> Look. <sighs> I'm looking. What you got? I don't have anything. What? Wait. Okay. So hold on. I, real quick. Real quick. Last little note. I have yes. seen three different yes. names for the Epion White. I've seen Epion Bi. I've seen Epion White sometimes. I'm seeing, uh-huh. and I just saw Epion Ares be mentioned as well. What? Epion Ares is a different machine. Okay. Just making sure. Yeah, Epion Ares is a separate Epion from Frozen Teardrop trying to find pictures but of course it's frozen teardrop which means that doesn't exist mm-hmm. um yeah frozen teardrop has i believe three different zexes in it frozen teardrop has a lot. <sighs> um but <laughs> until next time folks zex shoot them down for me um...